When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? So today, UCLA announced that they have given head coach Chip Kelly a contract extension and raise that runs through the 2027 season. I saw that. The new contract rewards Kelly for compiling a 17-8 and record over the last two seasons while retaining a reasonable buyout if the Bruins struggle in making the transition to the Big Ten in 2024. Mm-hmm. Kelly will receive $8.5 million if he's dismissed before December 2023 and $4.3 million if he's fired before December 2024. <laughs> if Kelly, who turned 60 in November, decides to leave before the end of this season, he'll mm-hmm. have to pay the school a $3 million penalty or half that amount if he leaves before the end of next season. So that's what you need to know. So I heard a lot of numbers there about buyouts. Uh-huh. If uh, if they fire him at the end of this year, they pay him $8 plus million. Yep. If they fire him after next year, they pay him $4 plus million. Yep. Do you happen to know what his salary is? Did it say that in the story? I, I wonder what it would be like I wonder what Chip Kelly gets paid versus what Lincoln Riley gets paid. Well, I know that his raise was like a $300,000-ish raise over what he was previously making. So, let's see. This is Chip Kelly's getting a $300,000 raise? Yeah, it says that he'll make $6.1 million during the 2023 and 2024 season. Which is a lot for UCLA. They never pay that much. Think about this. If you could make your $6 million this year, get fired, get the other eight point four, you'd make $14.5 million. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you make the 6.1 this year, the 6.4 the next year, then you get fired, and then you get the four point something million, and then you've just made about 16 million. So yeah, you got to hold on for a couple of years here. I mean, my goodness, the way they set that whole thing up, it's like, hey, he's gonna get fired. We're just not sure when. Well, well everybody gets fired. I at some understand. Point for the just most part sounded like, like that, mostly though, everybody you know? gets fired. They, um, they also put in a clause in case he decides to leave. You know, right? Yeah. He could leave again. Yeah, why not? Uh, but that's a lot of money for UCLA. They have not paid that kind of money for a coach uh, in a long time. And I will give my guy Martin Jarman a lot of credit. Um, he had some patience with Kelly when not a lot of people were willing to have patience, and it's pay- it paid off last season, I would say, and the season before that, no? Well, so. I, w- I would say this, that um, they need to start realizing that if you're going to have a big-time coach, it's going to cost a lot of money, yeah. and you're not playing in the Pac-12 anymore. You're going to be moving into a conference time, yeah. where there's yeah. major superstar names, right. and schools pay big, big money to their coaches right you're you're not playing in the mid-majors anymore and i i I know believe me it sounds ridiculous to call the pac-12 a mid-major but it's the sec and the big 10 and whatever's left of the acc and the big 12 but i don't think the pac-12 has much of a chance they got a quarterback uh, the freshman dante moore if he plays i mean this kid is he's incredible like he's going to be a stud for them that's a like a steal for them was UCLA quarterback? Yeah. Where's he from, you know? Dante Moore. I don't remember exactly where he's from, but I remember in, when I was following the recruiting services, I want to say he's a Michigan kid. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and I think they stole him from Oregon, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. But he's supposed to be a stud. Is he an incoming freshman? Yes. Or is he- True freshman. And is he already there? Like, you graduate mm-hmm. high school early and he's there now? Mm-hmm. That's the way you got to do it. Yeah. 
I mean, if you're a quarterback, you got to get in early. You have to graduate high school early and get there for this semester right now, right? So that you can play spring ball, right? Be ready for summer training camp, yeah. and if you have a chance to compete, it's because you've already had, and, you know, all this training. And spring ball is a month away. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's actually starting now, but like spring games are like a month away, basically. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, all the conditioning is happening now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got that schedule. You remember those days? Well, not only do I remember them, but my son is living them. Oh, that's true. You know? Yeah. But bros weekend. Oh, yeah. He's coming home tonight. Yeah. Got to pick him up at LAX. Yeah. So going to get done here. Yeah. Go over to the game. When he lands, I'll probably go get him. I don't know. By the way, you want to know, know how cheap I've become? I've so become my father. Oh, Jesus. You ready for this? You didn't put cheese in his cheese in his cheeseburger? No. Well, no. that's that's my father's all-time cheap story. Yeah. So I, I flew my son home from uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. By the way, that is uh, what you need to know brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Thank you. With Spirit. On Spirit. You, mm. said you flew him on Spirit? On Spirit. From what what airport? From Pittsburgh to LAX. Right, because he's in West Virginia. So he right. drives to Pittsburgh right. and then he flies across right. the country. And one one stop? No, no stops? Stop, no stop. Non-stop, non-stop Spirit. Non-stop. And you ready for That's this? like a six-hour flight, huh? Um, actually, because- On Spirit on their cardboard <laughs> yeah. on the, seats. The, the, the wind is, is really blowing so, this direction. No, so, actually, this way yeah yeah so he's flying he's motoring right yeah. now yeah so um i told him i go now spirit is the cheapest ticket okay i mean i could spend 200 dollars more on delta but we're trying to you know keep the, the cost down now if you show up with a bag and you want to check it be prepared now we should have Uh-oh. flown delta right or if you show up with something that you got to carry on be prepared we should have flown delta they're going to nickel and dime us the kid is coming home like Pee Wee Herman with like a stick and like a bandana and like a couple of personal items in the stick. You know, I said to him, you bring home a backpack. That's it. Yeah. Don't bring home anything. Yeah. Well, he's coming home, so he has stuff there, right? I mean, I hope he does. Yeah. He has to. He got it like some stuff. If not, you're going to end up paying that money anyway when he has to buy clothes. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to tell him like, here, there's one pair of pants. Wear them. Yeah. You got extra underpants. Un- oh, I got a brand well, new pack on the pants. pack in the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I got a brand new pack yeah. on the pants. Yeah. Uh, so anywho, uh, I saw this today. Tell and, me. And you spotted this actually too. Um, guys were talking about, we were, t- you know, we talked about Draymond earlier. So on his podcast, right? Yeah. Uh, I guess this started on first take, mm-hmm. right? Where they were having this conversation about the MVP and the championships and blah, blah, blah. And the conversation has become that amongst American players, former and current, that perhaps the European players or the foreign players, let's call them, because they're not all European, Mm -hmm. have been held to a different standard, right, in regards to scrutiny. So, for example, and Lindsay can attest to this, LeBron James was in Cleveland, and once once he beat the Detroit Pistons, in that Eastern Conference Finals when he had 25 straight points or whatever and beat the team that had made it to the Conference Finals like six or seven straight years or whatever it was, um, he it, everyone said, well, he's arrived, now he's got to win championships. Even though he went to the Finals that year, they get swept by the San Antonio Spurs. It's like, that's it. Finals are bust. LeBron has arrived. The Chosen won. The King, yada, yada, yada. And then he can't win in Cleveland, right? She's getting all sorts of grief. And then he goes to Miami, and then they, 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 they don't win that first year. And he's, I mean, forget it. It's like a tidal wave, right? So, you know, Kevin Durant gets that grief, right? Oklahoma City, he leaves. Oh, you joined the 73-win Warriors, blah, 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 yada, yada. So those guys are getting all this scrutiny, right, is what they're saying, whether it's the championship chase, MVP, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Draymond on his podcast had this to say about said scrutiny. 
So I saw a list today Stephen A put out. It was like the players with under the most pressure to win a championship. I think James Hart was one, CP was two, Jason Tatum was three, Joker was four, and Luka wasn't even on the list. I feel like over the years, European players has not caught the same flat of winning a championship as US players, and I don't understand that. It's really a knock. So when you have a Luka, when you have a Jokic, yeah, they're good European players are coming over, they're dominating, but do we hold them to the same standard? These guys are top 10 guys in our league. <laughs> I didn't even think about it from the perspective of you saying like it's a knock. Like I didn't even think mm -hmm. about that but I, what I will say is whoever is knocking them at some point you got to stop. Like yeah. these guys are as good as anyone in the league if not better. If the thing is oh it's a knock and we don't hold them to that standard that got to go. Mm. So I thought that was a fascinating opinion because he's he's telling you they are some of the best players in our sport, right? Mm -hmm. So the top 10 players, and the scrutiny is not there. And it, when his uh, partner there talks about, well, he thinks it's a knock, then it's like, well, then that needs to go away too because they don't, they're too good to be knocked just because they're foreign players. Yeah. So I thought it was like a brilliant take. And by the way, I don't think he's wrong. No, I think he's absolutely right. Listen, yeah. here's the thing. Let me explain it to everybody. You see, in basketball, the whole world plays the game, right? Now they do for sure. Right. But who produces the best basketball players on the planet? What country? I mean, we do. Okay, period. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay? So when we play in the Olympics and we don't win the gold medal... It's a big deal. It, we are, like, humiliated. Right. If, if in soccer... If the U.S. is playing against Brazil... Oh, my God. Yeah. Brazil needs to win. Everybody thinks Brazil should win this game because Brazil, Brazil is a better soccer country than the U.S. Yes. We as Americans do not have the same respect for guys like Jokic and for Luka and for other guys. Listen, we acknowledge they're great players, but the reason we don't hold them to the same standard is because we don't think they're as good as our guys. Yes, they're top 10 players in the league, but we still, as arrogant Americans, say we will we'll kill any of these countries when it comes to basketball because if we build our super team, our all-star team, you might be able to compete a little bit, but you can't beat us. I'll tell you this. I'm going to come up with my own top five list next of players that are have the most pressure to win a championship this season. We're going to do that next. You are? And I also want to tackle yeah. a little bit. Now, it's not going to be hard to tackle because I don't think I could actually tackle this person. My guy, Kendrick Perkins, who's just going way too far on this Jokic stuff. Well, I mean, the Jokic thing, it actually kind of applies to what we were just talking Correct. about. So we'll They're get, related. We'll get to all that coming up. Stick around. We're back in two minutes. But first, Cappy, tell them about Pickleball Madness. Okay, so listen, I'm going to tell everybody something, and I'm going to make an admission and I, I'll take the ridicule, okay? I'm going to be honest with everybody. I'm kind of sore today after playing two hours are of pickleball. Yeah, I am. My hips are. I, I admit it. All right? I'm a little sore from yesterday's pickleball action. But you see, that's because I'm not in pickleball shape. But I'm getting into pickleball shape because Saturday, March 18th, it's the inaugural Pickleball Madness Tournament. It's from 10 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon. It's at the Agape Pickleball Center at Miles Square Park in Fountain Valley. You can reserve your seats by going to ESPNLA.com. It's open to the public. It's going to be great. We're all going to have a great time, just like we did at the softball game and at the Mandy's. I want to thank all of our great sponsors. Solo All-Electric Car, Stretch Labs, which I desperately need right now, and Island's Restaurant, which a burger would sound nice as well. Um, that day, uh, on March 18th, Kids Zone, 
uh, for the adults, there's a beer garden. There's complimentary food and beverages. There's a live DJ. There's uh, 360 photo booths. There's Papa Shot. And oh, by the way, we'll all be watching the basketball games, college basketball games. Make your plans now. March 18th, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., Agape Pickleball Center at Mile Square Park in Fountain Valley. Be there, sucker! Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. There you go. See? Little R2-D2 love. You look like uh, El Cubano Mr. Rogers. Why Mr. Ro- Mr. Rogers didn't have a big sweater like this, yeah, though? Nice, he had like an old school little sweater. Like a nice cardigan like that. Yeah, you know? but this is like uh, more... I actually look more like, because I am have the because I do have the R2-D2 thing, it looks more like a, a Jedi. Like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like you're wearing a bathrobe? No, it's shorter than that, though. Oops, my headphones. Probably not good to do that because <laughs> I'm wearing the IFB ones. Um, yeah. yeah, shorter than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You sure you don't want to come to the game with me tonight? No, absolutely not. Why, you don't, uh, don't want to see Minnesota? I don't want to go to the game. Come on. I, have to, I just told you I have an early morning tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I got to be at this baseball field at 8 in the morning. Yeah. And then I got a game the next day. I'm already going to be here on Sunday. All right, don't go. Uh, good news, though. Why do you want me to go so bad? I like you to go. It's fun. We I, hang out. I, I it's always nice. Ask, I ask you to go, and it's, sometimes you don't go. I know, but a lot of times I do. You go because you want to hang out in the suite. Yeah, that's my thing. I go because I want to watch the game. No, no, I don't. I don't really care you that much. Don't, right? Well, I mean, it's good. So I don't want to go to hang out in the suite. Dude, the chicken tacos in the suite are good. Mm, They're very good. Yeah, it's debatable. They're very good. Debatable. Anyway, hey, an update for everybody. Um, good news. Yeah. I've been told in the circle of trust. Yeah. That McDonald's does serve breakfast. All day long. Really, I've seen conflicting reports in the circle okay. of trust, and and that a um, that an egg McMuffin with Canadian bacon can be had outside of normal breakfast hours. So there is a report inside the circle of trust. I can't confirm it. I can't deny it. We've not been able to independently confirm that this is all true, but according to the the circle, that's the deal. That is the deal. Um, that is the deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then go get yourself I'm going to try. I may try Well, tonight. you have bros weekend. Why don't you have breakfast all weekend? When I pick up my son from LAX tonight, yeah. about 9, 9.30, yeah. on the way home, I'm going to say, let's stop at McDonald's and get some Egg McMuffins. What if you go to the McDonald's that doesn't have a breakfast? Then I'm driving through. Right. You're not going to get a Big Mac? Nope. Chicken nuggets? Nope. I'm on a diet. You know, I thought about bringing you donuts today. I, I'm so glad you didn't. Yeah. I don't need them. I stopped to get uh, one donut. I was like craving a donut today. Really? And you did it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Well, because I hadn't had any any I, honestly, I hadn't had any sugar today, uh-huh. and that's probably really stupid to have a donut because I haven't had any sugar because right. my sugar probably spiked. Yeah, how's your insulin? I mean, fine. Actually. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I feel it, my, my headache has actually gone away after eating the donut. What'd you get? You get like an old when fashion? I got here, remember I told you I had a headache? Yeah, 
Yeah. Old fashioned or no, uh, just like one of those cake. Yeah, old fashioned with a little frosting and that's it. A little vanilla frosting. All right. Yeah, that's it. Just no, one. I'm going to bring you donuts next week. I'll, I don't have a problem when I when I come in for live imaging Tuesday next week. I'm going to bring you the donuts from my local donut okay. shop, which is legendary. But I bring donuts here and I actually eat them. I know, but I don't. Okay. So then why, then what's the issue? I want you to enjoy the donuts from my neighborhood. Oh, okay. Then that's fine. It's a legendary spot. Feel free. Legendary. Okay. Uh, Laura, hit the music here real quick. All right. So you heard Draymond arguing about kind of like their top five guys with the most pressure. Right. Right. To win a championship this year. All right. You're going to give us the Sedano top five? The Sedano top five. All right. Guys who have to win a championship this year. Yes. No question, number one with a bullet is James Harden, okay? First of all, James Harden has had so many struggles in the postseason Mm -hmm. that he needs to exercise those demons to begin with, let alone actually winning a championship. But you're talking about a guy who's been an MVP, a guy who's been on the brink of beating the best Warriors team ever, and maybe the best basketball team, arguably, we've ever seen, but yet could not get over that hump. So he is number one with a bullet. Um, I don't see it. Really? No, I don't see Oh, you don't see him doing it? No, I don't see him doing it. But you understand that he has the pressure. I understand the pressure, but I don't see James Harden or Philadelphia winning. Right. And and even if they did, I would say this. People would say, that's Joel Joel Embiid's team. Well, that depends. I mean, mean, it is his team. There's no question. He is playing the secondary role now. Um, But he, he... he is going to be the difference between them winning a championship or or losing, All or right. even in a playoff series for that matter. Dude, I was there last year when they lost to Miami in the second round. I was covering that game with uh, JJ Redick and I think it was Ryan Rucco. And dude, he collapsed in those games. Yeah. Like it just was like, what the hell happened to this dude? And it it's it feels like we have that conversation a lot. All but right, anyway, so Harden's number one. So he's number one. All right, let me hear number number two. two? Paul George. Mm-hmm. Okay. Paul George, you want, like, I know that, and I gave him a lot of credit when most people didn't because they love to, like, ma- ridicule him on social media and all that. Pandemic P, blah, blah, blah. I'm not that guy. I think he's a good player. I saw him play at an exceptional level as a young player, pushing LeBron and those guys to the brink uh, as a 23 year old. I think he's capable. I think he's a little reckless with the basketball. And I think sometimes that ends up biting him. And yes, he gets a little overconfident with his outside shot. But, there's no question that he has a ton of pressure on him because he's out there telling Rolling Stone magazine or GQ or whoever it was this year that it would be uh, what is it infinitely more or I don't that's I'm paraphrasing now but it would be infinitely would, more it, important to win a championship for the yeah. Clippers or better to win a championship. It would for the Clippers be a bigger than the deal for him to win a, a championship with the Clippers Correct. than the Lakers because the Lakers have already won these championships right. and he would be joining this team, but this he would be leading the Clippers to their first. But that also is not going to happen. Right, but that's a big target on your back you just put. Yeah. And, but, and, and look, I get it. You want to wear that target? Good for you. I'm actually glad that's what he did. But he's number two to me. All right. Number three. Let me hear. Nikola Jokic. All right. Okay? Yeah, it's Two-time fine. Two-time MVP. Yeah. He could be, he might be the third. And I think, honestly, if I had a vote and I don't have a vote for the MVP, he would be my MVP this season. Okay? It'd either be him or Giannis at this point. Although Giannis has missed a lot of games. So I, I would probably vote Jokic and people can bitch and moan, which we'll get to in a second, about... Uh, that he shouldn't be a three-time MVP and that there may be more to that story. We'll but touch but on that, that just story. goes back to the whole European players. Do we hold them to the same standard? So Number three on my list. There's a guy who, when you've won this many games this season, when you do have You're the, the resume, seed. you yeah. have the resume that he has with the, with the individual honors over the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah the pressure is on because no one's going to really buy you 
unless you ultimately win a championship. Yes, you had great seasons. Yes, you took home individual hardware, but now win. Right. And it's time. That's it. It's his time now. All right. Okay. Nikola Jokic, I believe, has been a starter in this league for seven seasons. He was a bench guy for the first couple years as a developing player. But he's been now a starter for seven years, been an MVP for two of those, yeah. okay? So it is it is time. They have the one seed. They have a great team around him. He has elevated his game both offensively, and I know people may laugh at this, but even defensively. Number four Nobody's on this laughing, list. George, just so you know. Nobody's laughing. Okay, number nobody's four on this list, Chris yeah. Paul. Okay? Well, Chris I mean, Paul. he's running out of time. Yeah, be- well, there it is. He... He has to play, and now he's now the third best player mm-hmm. on his team, maybe even the fourth, to be honest with you, depending on how DeAndre Ayton feels like on a given day, okay, mm-hmm. if he wants to play or not. But, um, and by the way, I'm only saying that because that is the knock on him, that he is um, doesn't always put maximum effort, it feels like, from the outside looking in. So I'm just saying that that's the criticism on him. Well, Chris Paul's like LeBron. He's 38 years old. He's 37, but yeah, he's old. And he's been there. And he's had more injuries, worse injuries than LeBron, although now those injuries are now creeping up too, even though he's not injured at the moment. It just has slowed him down. And you know his postseason career resume. Even though he's put up good numbers. Right, but he's he's just, he's never gotten it done. The team has not gotten over the hump. Exactly. So, all right, so he's he's running out of time. He's 37 years old. Yeah. Do you want to know who my fifth guy is? Let me hear. Same team, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Kevin Durant, I love Kevin Durant, okay? And I want to get to the Kevin Durant story a little later if we can, about how he clapped back at Charles Barkley, apparently, the other day. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, Shaq. And Shaq. And I love both those guys, okay? Go ahead. You want to do your Shaq? No, not right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it's something that has to happen organically. I just wanted to give you the room. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. If you want Thank you. Yeah. Chuck. Hey, Chuck. There it is. Kevin Durant. Super team, Chuck. Yeah. By that? the way, yeah. I have not laughed more on my couch in weeks than watching Charles Barkley trying to do the hammer dance. Oh my god, last night, MC TNT. Hammer, when yeah. he was going across the front of the desk yeah. and he was doing it. Yeah, dude, I, I loved it. I don't know it. what he was trying to do, he but was it wasn't this. it didn't look anything no, like no, MC no, Hammer. It looked just like MC yeah. Hammer. Watch yeah. it. No, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's not what he was doing, and that's certainly not what MC Hammer was doing either. But nonetheless, uh Kevin Durant, because let's face it. Whether he likes it or not, the criticism on him, and I don't believe that he deserves this criticism, but I can't fight the entire world on this. The criticism is he joined the 73-win Warriors, even though he was the best player on those teams when they won the championships and he won and the finals MVP trophies to prove it, people feel like he was he piled on, right? As Barkley called him, and I have not, a bus rider, not a bus driver, okay? That it was Steph's team. Well, he's the best player on this team. And these guys have not won a championship. The franchise has never won a championship, for that matter. He can, I think, even though maybe Charles doesn't, can expel some of those demons on this team if he does that. So, you know, as you were going through this list, I thought you were giving me a list of guys who hadn't won a championship. Yeah. But obviously we know that KD has. Pressure. Right. But here's the thing. Pressure to win a championship because they haven't. Of the the five guys you just mentioned, only KD's got a ring. Right. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't add Kawhi Leonard to this list because Kawhi Leonard, while has a championship, has a couple of championships. Has two. I mean, he, he single-handedly won the one. That's fine with, with, with Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But Kawhi Leonard should have as much pressure on him as you say Paul George should have on him. Difference. Kawhi's injuries degenerative. That's where I I make the distinction. Paul George's bad luck. 
I say nonsense. Okay. You're a superstar player. You're one of the highest paid guys. You got all this these this resume of, you know, defensive MVP and, you know, finals MVP and championships with two different organizations. You came to the Clippers. Yeah. If Paul George has pressure to win a championship, Kawhi yeah. Leonard has more. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, we have Radio Tinder, but and then in the last segment, I want to get into what my guy Kendrick Perkins. I I hate to disagree with my brother from another mother, but he is gone. I, I don't know what he's saying with this Jokic stuff anymore. I got I got Perk, I got love for you. Mad love. But I, I gotta disagree with you on a bunch of stuff. So we'll get into all this stuff because he was talking about Jokic and the MVP and all I can't believe you didn't stuff. say anything about my nice dance moves, my MC Hammer moves. Those it didn't really look like Did you guys MC see that? Did anybody no. else see that? It looked like you were trying to kill roaches, actually. It was bad? It was yeah. bad. No, it nonsense. It looked like a little chicken trying to like do stuff. It was weird. No, it was you, really good. Yeah, by the way, uh, Radio Tinder, brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala is next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Rescue Rangers. You know that they made like a um a, adult targeted uh Chippendales movie recently. Chippendale, not Chippendales. No, 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 Chip Chippendale. Yes, you're right. Not- wait, wait, Chippendale. Okay. Are they are the they Rescue Rangers? Two different things. Yes, they yes, made yes, a new yes. a new version of Rescue Rangers that is like targeted towards like millennials and people that grew up watching it. Okay, oh, okay. but but Chippendales. Those, the are, dancers the, yes, that, those yeah. are the hot guys. Yeah. Those are the hot guys. There's also yeah. movies about that. There's a docu-series and a documentary Well, about isn't it. there also, uh, isn't that Magic basic? Magic Mike. Magic Mike's supposed to be, basically? Yeah, yeah. I watched, I watched, yeah. Well, I Didn't watched they just Magic do a new Mike. one with, um, yeah. who's yeah. in the movie it with him? Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek, who's it was, unbelievable. It was all right. Oh, my God. I just watched it Don't they also have, like, when you go to Vegas, there's signs everywhere for another show that's like a Chippendales called Thunder from Down Under? Yeah. Yeah, they're Australian. And they have Magic Mike, too. Right. There you go. You ever get recruited for one of those? Not me, bro. Mm. No. They always have the guys like standing out in front of like they're usually like mm-hmm. Excalibur and they yeah. want you to like take their your picture with them, but they're never like that cute hot of guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're just yeah. like oh, you got a nice body. They're That's a bunch of it. Fabios, is yeah. what they are. You know, they're a these guys. Face. That's what it is. A butterface. A butterface. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Everything but the face. A butterface. They got it all, huh? But I mean, the face. I don't know. Right. I just, it looks like it. I don't know. Okay. You know, I I real quick I watched the new Magic Mike a couple days ago with and Selma. I yeah, and I just realized that the. Tarzan guy is Kevin Nash. I just realized that. Kevin Nash, the, the wrestler? wrestler? Yeah. No huh. way. Yeah. I had no idea that it was him. Really? You didn't notice him? He's like 6'8? No, I mean, he, you know, I just didn't, he's kind of in the background a lot. Oh, all right. You know? So he doesn't have like a major role. Huh? Big sexy Kevin yeah. Nash. Yeah. Did you Plus know that was his different. nickname? I did. Okay. 
looks totally different, you know, without like the short. By the way, one of my favorite moments in Kevin Nash's career is one of the goofiest things he ever did as a wrestler was he was in a wheelchair um, in one episode. Was he on NWO at the time? On WCW. Yeah. And he looked like he had a cast Mm -hmm. and it was actually a fake cast because he got up out of the wheelchair and faked the guy out and then ran into the ring and kicked his ass. Was Scott Hall a part of any of this? I don't remember. Scott Hall might have been in the ring at the time. I just remember specifically and vividly Kevin Nash being in a wheelchair with a fake cast and it looked like he was the one in the cast and then he f- faked, faked everyone out by getting out of the wheelchair you know and jr whoever was the the uh the announcer at the time was like oh my god kevin nash you know what about reza ramon well that was way before that was reza ramon yeah that was way before so scott home maybe he rests in peace right he yeah, yeah. r.i.p yeah. your face when you do that cappy Oh my god! I need to take a picture. You're of that. doing like a really bad Al Pacino. That's right, man. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. Exactly what you, came to mind. You got yeah. that right, like man. Like a bad Al Pacino. Though. You got that right, man. Yeah, All right. that's right. Go ahead, Lynn. Okay. Sorry, you got All that right, right man. So LSU star gymnast Olivia Dunn recently promoted an AI platform used by students to automate their homework. Uh, Cactus AI markets itself as the first ever educational artificial intelligence. Wait, did you say unmake their Cact- homework? No, automate. Oh, automate. automate. I'm yeah. like, why would you unmake your homework? Do you want to, like, that doesn't even make like, sense. Sometimes you unmake your bed. Yeah, I, I was going to say, wait. Yeah, okay, automate. Now you know, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Yes. It automates your homework. Yeah. And she, the company that she's promoting is called Cactus AI. Mm-hmm. Right. And she posted a video to her 7.2 million TikTok followers where um, she showed herself using the AI tool. Right. Well, after her video was posted, LSU released a statement that expressed concern over students using AI for schoolwork, writing in part, quote, Using AI to produce work that a student then represents as one's own could result in a charge of academic misconduct, as outlined in the Code of Student Conduct. They did not specifically mention her or the company, but should she be penalized for simply promoting this AI product? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano. I'm going to swipe left. She could promote whatever she wants. That's not against the rules. Um, And if they didn't cite her specifically, I'd also like to see, and maybe there is language in their whatever documents that the board there at LSU possesses uh, about AI specifically, because I would imagine that plagiarism is not uh, accepted, obviously, like it is at probably any school, but are you plagiarizing if you're using AI? Like, I, I don't know. I feel like that's like a court case waiting to happen. Well, I'll tell you right now, I'm swiping left also, but there are no bylaws at LSU. Nobody's written about this yet. You know why? Because AI came out like yesterday. Right. My point is, is that, look, she has all these followers. A company went and hired her. That's what the NIL rules are all about. It just so happens that in hiring her, her audience is a bunch of kids probably. Yeah. And now all of a sudden LSU's like, wait, so you're not doing your work? No, they're not doing their work. Nobody else is going to do their work either. But here's what's going to happen. People are going to become more resourceful. They're going to work smarter rather than harder. And if AI can help you with your job or help you in school, you're going to use it. So tough luck, LSU. You, you got a superstar gymnast. Did you know that they had star gymnasts at LSU? I did, yes. You did, huh? You know that yeah. she's like the most popular like NCAA female athlete yeah, ever. No, I, I did not. Oh, yeah. By no, far. I did not. Yeah, she's got hundreds of millions of followers. Hundreds of millions. Yes. Like Kim Kardashian. Yes. I really. think she has more. When, yeah, Kardashian. and by the way, Laura brings up a great point. Um, like when everybody was doing homeschooling, like particularly in college, you think that they were like not looking at Dude. Google when I they mean, had it. Listen, my, I already got my degree. In. Yeah. <laughs> my, my daughter, you know? my daughter who's a freshman at Tulane, the best thing that ever happened to that kid was not having to go to school. She sat in her room. 
She Googled everything. Mm -hmm. She had perfect straight A's and got into every college she wanted to. And I'm not saying she wouldn't have been able to do well in school, okay? I'm just saying that it was a lot easier for a resourceful kid to sit there and find the answers on the internet. Work smarter, not harder, people. Instead of teaching classes where we can just, like, plagiarize everything and have AI do it, they should teach more classes like financial, you know, stuff and preparing you on, like, how to write a check and balance your bank account and the stock market. Like, they should do more, like useful things like that that are like life lessons yeah n- new know? class how to use ai to make your life a lot easier whether you're at work or school yeah all right next one well mason and ireland keep talking about ai replacing them i don't know if you've heard that bit um well they're using that chat gbt right yeah 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 i mean listen i mean they've had a good shows this week but i've heard some weeks where maybe the ai could do a better job oh wow it's yeah. been a good run wow i mean this week they were great though yeah all right go ahead lynn sorry All right, so speaking of college, uh, Carnival Cruise Line hopes that its guests relax and have fun on its fleet up to a point because the company is informing customers ahead of spring break that unruly passengers could be hit with a $500 fine and thrown off the ship. Any passenger whose actions interfere with, quote, the comfort, enjoyment, safety, or well-being of other guests or crew will be subject to being removed from the cruise. Throw them overboard. Yep, and they're going to have to pay $500 fine. <laughs> I think they can do that. Have you ever gotten in trouble or kicked out of anywhere while you were on spring break? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? Ooh, I'm going to have to while swipe. On spring break? Yeah, I'm going to have to swipe left here. It's a very specific question. I'm a good boy, Linz. I'm a very good boy. I don't believe you. No, it's true. I cannot think of any time where I was ever kicked out of anything spring break related. And let me tell you something. In the mid-80s, when Fort Lauderdale was the home of spring break, I was a teenager in the middle of all that mess. Like I was a 15, 16-year-old kid going like, wait, what? Wet t-shirt contest? I'm in. I need to see that for myself. Anyway, uh, no, can't really think of any time getting kicked out during spring break. But I'll tell you this, throw these people overboard. If they're unruly, okay, and they're creating problems, it's like I see all these kids. You see all these videos now of kids getting into these crazy fights in school and attacking teachers? Throw those little punks out. Getting on a soapbox, George. Yeah, that had nothing to do with spring break. No. Okay. Nothing. nothing. nothing uh, I would swipe left, Linz. Uh, I Not like kicked out of anywhere. No. I mean, we've been like, I'm trying to think. You never got in oh, trouble in spring okay. break? Okay. Not at spring break. So I, I won't say who this is. Well, you wouldn't know who tell it is us, anyway. Tell us who it is. I'm not going to say, but I won't, I won't. I mean, you know, people can listen to us on a podcast and I don't want to embarrass this person. So I used to have a friend who, um, when he, he couldn't hold his liquor very well. And, and what I mean by that is he like, and everyone has, maybe not everyone, but a lot of people have this friend where if they drink too much, they literally become a different person. Oh, yeah. That happens to oh, me. Oh, yeah. yeah, I have friends that. Like beca- that happens to you, Lindsay? Yeah, I black and, out. And mm. there was oh. a person... No, not that. But this person, like, their personality just becomes, like, just mischievous. Do you have, you like, know? another name for them when they when they no, become that right. person? No, but it's kind of like... Um, what's the old school? Um, the Will Ferrell character? Yeah, old school. Um, uh, Frank the Tank? Yeah, kind of like Frank the Tank. Uh-huh. So this person, he, he literally could tell you, this is the one. Oh, this is the drink. That's going to put me over the top. Right. Right. We're and all going to go like, streaking oh. together. Right. I can like, do that too. I can count down to the moment. Like this, I'm this, here it comes right, yeah. right now. Here, here it comes. So this person, um, and I, you know, we, we're still very good friends to this day. He's very successful actually. Um, and he does, does not work in media. So they, um, back then we always used to be like, oh my God, this guy's always going to get us like, here comes Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank would get us like kicked out of like bars and clubs and whatever. Like one time I'll never forget. Um, I wasn't, I had gone to go get the car and him and one of my other buddies were like, oh, we're going to go to this pizza parlor. 
And he decided, because he had had already one too many, that he got like the Parmesan cheese and was like flinging it at my buddy, <laughs> but then flung it at some other dudes. And then they end up getting into this huge fight. I end up pulling up. I see them like fighting out of the thing. I'm like, I lower the window. Like, get your ass in the car. You don't get out there and black belt everybody? There's like five guys getting Kick ready their to their ass. No, bro. I'm not fighting five guys. You can do it, George. No, I'm not. You're a black belt. I, I'm also a smart person. Taekwondo, get in there. Okay. I'm like, get your ass in the car and go. And that's what happened. So, there, so this is not the time I was talking about. So anyway, I had another friend yeah. who used to be the VIP manager at a nightclub in Miami. All right. Okay. And this guy literally was, in, he's married now, but was dating a childhood friend of mine who I grew up across the street from. Okay. So th literally her and I grew up together. Okay. Uh, our families are still friends to this day, et cetera. And I get to this. My buddy had already been there. The, the guy with the one too many drinks. Okay. Frank, Frank the, tank. the Tank. Frank the Tank was already there. <laughs> he was already streaking. He was already in the nightclub. Yeah. Right. And he was in the and he's like, text me. Hey, where are you at? Whatever. I'm like, no, I'm on my way over there. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm upstairs in the patio right on the roof. I said, OK. So I get there. I, I'm literally walking up from the parking lot. OK. And I see him getting flung out of the, of the, <laughs> the, the door. And I'm like, what just happened? And then my my friend's uh, boyfriend at the time, the, the neighbor, VIP, the manager, the neighbor, the girl is dating the boyfriend, the manager. Right. And, and the manager comes to me and he looks at me and he's like, you're freaking buddy. Like, and I'm like, what happened? He goes, he was urinating at my bar. At the bar? Like, he was so drunk. Standing at the bar urinating. That he was like, I'm not going to make it to the bathroom because there's way too many people between here and the bathroom. At least into a garbage can at the bar? No, like, oh. on the bar. Oh, no, no, like, no, no, no. Yeah. No, no, good, no good. Yeah. Yeah, they threw him out. So not me, but Frank the Tank in this scenario. You know, just as you, yeah. you were mentioning these, a story I was reminded, Lindsay, of the last time I did get kicked out of a place. I was in a sushi restaurant. By the way, I also went inside the club and told him he needs to go home because right. I'm, I was getting Done there. Babysitting I was him. just getting yeah. there. So, like, he needed to go. I was in this sushi restaurant one night, and I, I got way too drunk. I mean, I really did. And I was with this girlfriend of mine, and uh, she told me to meet her at the ladies' room, and I did. And then she brought me into the ladies' room, and then um, I brought her. I, I went into the ladies' room, and we locked the door. And then people were pounding on the door. And then finally the manager opened the door and he saw what was going on in the ladies room and he kicked us out. And I had to take like the walk of shame through the restaurant. And there were like two friends sitting at the sushi bar who were waiting for us to come back. And I'm like, bro, we're out. They kicked us out. You know, we were in there, you know, whatever. That's the last time I got kicked out of a place. Very embarrassing. I feel like this is like a good future segment, like talking about getting kicked out of places or, or you know, such similar stories. Because I have so many of them, but you know. Blackout None at a stories, sushi huh? place. And here's no. the sushi song by Harry Styles. Love Harry Styles. Yeah. Now I want sushi. Same. Let's go to Kombu. I'm down. I'll pay. Okay. Really? <laughs> After paying your rent from those thieves at your well, apartment Jacob's building? Well, Jacob's going to get it back for it. Uh, yeah. Let's go, Jacob. All right, real quick, one more here yeah. that I want to play because it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. In an effort to help fans to get to know Kiki Hernandez, who is, you know, now a Boston Red Sox. That's my man. The social team produced a video asking him about his most embarrassing in-game moment. Mm -hmm. And that moment came during a critical time of his Dodgers tenure. Here is what he said. 2020 playoffs. I had a tooth infection, so I was taking some antibiotics for my infection. And one of the side effects was diarrhea. And 
we got a big out in a big situation during the NLDS. And I screamed, F yeah! Out of DHU. And I thought I poured it. Uh, I went out to lead off the inning. I struck out in three pitches. When I went in the dugout, I went straight to the bathroom. I put my pants down. Completely started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why you carry underpants. Dude. That Listen. And when you play on a team that has white pants, I mean that's a dangerous thing. Yeah, hopefully he was on the road. Yeah, I yeah. see. I see these golfers, you know, that wear white pants for a round of eighteen. You're like, woof. And I'm like, I could not do that. Yeah. Seriously. I can ask you guys if you uh, have like want to share your most embarrassing on air moment. Mm. I don't know off the top of my. I mean, nothing like that. That's for sure. Oh no. Uh, well, no one I, would notice that because uh, Cappy does it all the time. Well, uh, but I'll tell you. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. You ready for this true I mean, story? Cappy did you know rip them? Hey, listen. True story though. I was one time hosting a TV morning show, you know, kind of like a good morning uh, San Diego kind of a deal. You know what I mean? San Diego. Right. And I swear to you, this is a totally true story. So I'm sitting there with me and my co-host who works for NBC here in L.A. now. And she and I are sitting there and we're interviewing this older gentleman. I don't remember what it was about. And we the two of us are looking at each other like something smells like so unbelievably bad. Like we can't figure out what's going on. Right. The guy, we get done with the interview, we're like, hey, thank you very much. Thanks for coming in. Nice to meet you, et cetera. He gets up, and these were white leather chairs. And this old man had made, yeah. Doo-doo. He made the kind of mess that I have to stop at the John Wayne Aww. Airport to avoid, you know, to go to the Hilton over yeah. there mm. so that I don't make the same mess. Because mm. I've done that in my car before and had to trade the car in. It was so, Whoa. I was so embarrassed because one of the interns had to come clean the freaking oh. couch. Bad for the guy. Oh, yeah, God. he was probably so embarrassed. I know, dude. I think he walked out and didn't even know what happened. Oh, really? Well, was he that yeah. old? He was an old dude. Yeah, oh, poor guy. Poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah. yeah. All right, on that note, Radio Tinder is presented by Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. <laughs> Visit their website, tequilamandala.com. So demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. And don't poop yourself. <laughs> Debbie Gibson. Deborah now. I admit it. Back then, I had the hots for her. I was more of a Tiffany guy, though. No, I like I, I, pre- I like Debbie Gibson's music more, but I liked Tiffany more, like physically. No, I like Tiffany also. And I was more attracted to her. Yeah, but yeah. I liked them both. And I, you know, listen. Truth be told, in my entire life, never dated a girl that was a redhead. So Tiffany was sort of like that. You know, you never a unicorn really in, never in the sky? never never yeah. been there before. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. still time. I mean, there is. There's still time. Yeah, there is that. Oh, this was a good song. Sing it, Debbie. Yeah. In heaven. She goes by Deborah now, huh? When I'm lost in your eyes. Yeah. I get weak in a wow. glance. Well, the fact that you know all these words is a little alarming. Yeah. I have a strange mind, Kaplan. Yeah, there's some stuff in there that uh, if you press delete on... It would open up some space, you know, open up a little memory. Yeah, no, I, I like to conjure up a lot of things, just be able to just like, I know, in but my like, brain. But if you put it in the trash, nah. and then you empty the trash, I'm okay. You know? Yeah, I'm okay. I like knowing a lot about a little bit, a little bit about a, about a lot, rather. All right, well, that was, that was impressive. Yeah. Um, so, what? Tell we me. were talking earlier about our guy, Perk. We love Perk around here. But Perk has kind of gone off the deep end on this Jokic stuff. Has he? So first he starts arguing with Stephen A., about that 
We're not arguing. Well, maybe he was arguing. I don't know. But he was talking about with Stephen A about how Jokic is stat padding. And he's like, anybody who's been in the locker room. And then J.J. Redick, my, my other guy, you know, took exception to that. And he's like, come on, Perk. That's not based in fact. Like, let's not create these narratives that are not based in actual factual information, which I would agree with. Um, and then Perk is trying to say, well, you've been in those locker rooms. Like, he's not, his scoring is down and this, that, and the other. And J.J. responded, and I was there for this comment. I was sitting there with J.J. when we did the Denver game against the Clippers the other night when Michael Malone said these words. This is way before Perk said anything, okay? He said, I coached LeBron James as an assistant in Mm -hmm. Cleveland, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, the only other person that has equaled his IQ in any time I've coached any team, assistant, head coach, whatever, has been Nikola Jokic. Mm -hmm. Like, he, he said the words, quote, he doesn't fight the game. He just makes the right read every single time, whether that's shoot, pass, whatever he's got to do. Um, so it's like, I feel like Perk is a little out of bounds here. Um, and Jokic, to his credit, when he was asked about uh, the 100th triple-double of his career, said, mm-hmm. well, you know, it's easy when you stat pad. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good answer. Yeah. So, and now, but now... By the way, Perk should be careful, because doesn't Jokic have a couple of wacky brothers? He does. And don't those guys go around kicking ass? They do. Yeah. So yeah. I know Perk is a bad man. He is a bad man. And I'm sure he's got all those little bulldogs that he's training. Yeah. But I think those Jokic brothers are nuts. They are kind of nuts. They kick his freaking ass. I don't know about that, but they are a little nuts. So I, I just think that... You it, don't think the Jokic brothers could take Perk? Depends on who else Perk's got with him. Like oh. if it's a fair fight, like two on two or three on three, depends on who else Perk has pulling up. Mm-hmm. You know, well, let's say he Does brings he have KG pulling up with him, and like Rashid Wallace. That's a good fight. Yeah, that's a damn good fight. Right. That's what I'm saying. So anyway, um, Perk then apparently him and JJ have been going back and forth that's on this right. Jokic thing. Yeah. So Perk went on his IG today, mm-hmm. and they then it evolved further into this criteria of MVP, and Perk then invoked um, the racial element of this, which is. Let's face it, Jokic is white. And he was comparing him to some of the other guys, statistically, right. he's who, about, he's who won Dirk. this award. He's talking about and Steve Nash. Nash. So let, let's hear what Perk said. JJ, I need to know, is it Uchiwali or is it one Mike? I need to know when it comes down to the criteria moving the goalposts for the MVPs because I understand you in the analytics. I understand you're a historian of the game of basketball. But I went and did a little research myself. And since 1990, there's only been three MVPs that wasn't top 10 in scoring that won that award. Dirk Nowinski, Steve Nash, and Jokic. Now, what all, what do they have in common? <laughs> I let it sit there and marinate. I'm just trying to see, you know what I'm saying, when I'm walking into the club. So here's what I would say to that. Wait, hold on. It's marinating for me. I'm not really fully marinated yet. Yeah. So here's what I would say. Go ahead. Do I think Steve Nash... I would make the case that Steve Nash shouldn't have won either MVP. I also feel like we can do this with every single award every year. I can't believe how much talk and passion there is every year about the NBA MVP. It's a a big deal. It's like the dumbest thing ever. It's a big deal, though, to guys. It is a big deal. Um, But I can make the case that Steve Nash's first year, Shaq should have won it when his first year in Miami. And I could have made the case that Kobe should have won it his second year. So he won it because he's white. 
I'm not saying that. I don't know. Well, that's if, what Perk's saying. Right. I don't know. If, by the way, he wasn't alone. I remember my guy Dan Lebertard in the Miami Herald wrote that the year that he won, that he beat Shaq. By the way, I'm not here to tell you that Perk is wrong. I'm not saying that he's wrong. No, but, I'm not saying he's wrong either. Here's the only thing I will push back on, because right. I don't know what's in people's minds or hearts when they're voting. I don't know that, nor am I going to try to get into well, that. Well, let me ask you a question. Don't you think people thought that Mac McClung, what was so impressive about him winning the slam dunk contest is that he's white? Maybe. Come on. Maybe. Of course. But if you've watched Mac McClung on YouTube, if you're, a ba- if you're a basketball fan, you know he's been doing that since he was a kid. I know, but everybody saw him do it, and they're like, that white boy can jump. Right. And that's what makes it that much more but impressive. here's where I want to push back on Perk. Go ahead. He's, he said, I did my own research too, JJ. I know you're an analytics guy. And Dirk Nowitzki and Steve Nash and Nikola Jokic have not finished in the top 10 in, the, in their score. Now, Nikola Jokic is averaging 25 points a game. He's not top 10, but he's pretty damn close right mm-hmm. now. Here's what I would say. Yeah. Did Magic Johnson deserve his MVPs? That's a question I'm asking you. Oh, you! I thought it was rhetorical. You can answer. Um, yeah, of course he are. He, right. but, do, you, do you know how many times Magic Johnson finished in the top 10 when he uh, won those MVPs? I'll say zero. That's correct. That was so, a setup. So yeah. let's not... Let's not make that the criteria. Well, that's just it. I mean, is, is scoring the only thing that no, gets you an MVP? that would be my pushback on Perk, who I love. Perk, I still love you, my brother. Perk, I... I love you too and don't really know you but i find you to be highly entertaining i love your beard and yeah. i don't necessarily think that you're that far off base yeah all right we're done here but it's popular to just right. you know bring race have into fun it. at the game thank you i'm not going shame um have fun on your bros weekend thank you go watch john jones this week i am watching okay and chris rock i am watching that as well yeah great job Lindsay and laura we'll talk to you manana lakers basketball slee and michael are next Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.